The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, my name is Father Simon Felix Michelski. I took my name from the fifth station of the cross. Simon helps Jesus carry the cross, and Felix means happy. It's kind of like a mini homily, help Jesus carry the cross and you'll be happy. So I took my name. I'm from Bloomington, Indiana, serving there at Indiana University. I'm a Dominican friar, and I thank you very much for having me in your home today. It's a pleasure for me to be here and to celebrate this uh, important feast day of the church, the Solemnity of the Holy Trinity. Well, you know, there's two kinds of definitions. There's two ways to really talk about things. One way is a technical definition, and one way is a more of a functional definition. So here's the technical definition of a bee. Superfamily Apodia, any of the more than 20,000 species of insects in the suborder of Apocrita, order Hypernopertia, including the familiar honeybee, Apis, and the bumblebee, Bombus and Philistris, as well as a thousand more wasp-like and fly-like bees. Adults range in size from two to four centimeters. So I don't even know what I just said, but that's the technical <laughs> definition. I prefer a more functional definition. You know, a bee is an insect that lives in a hive and they make honey, right? That, that, now I know what a bee is. See, the idea behind a functional definition is if you watch what something does or you know what something does, then you pretty much know what it is. Watch what it, it, watch what it does and you can know what it is. And that's how I want to talk about the Holy Trinity today. Not that technical definition of the Trinity, but a more functional definition of the Trinity. What does the Trinity do in our life? Why is it so important to our day-to-day -day life, the Holy Trinity? And I want to do that by um, talking about life. Life. That's how I want to talk about the Trinity. Life in the past, life in the present, and life in the future. This is what the Trinity does for us. First of all, life in the past. The Trinity, first of all, we are created in the image of the Trinity. We're created in the image of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. This, you know that from the book of Genesis where it says, let us make man in our own image and likeness. We are creating God's image 
which is the image of the Trinity, and we grow in the likeness of God. Our whole life is about growing and becoming more and more like God. So we have been given that by the Holy Trinity, and we, we have been created in the, in the Trinity's image, and we have also been given life as a gift from God. It's a sheer gift. First, biological life, when we're born, we're given this gift of being alive. And then when we're baptized, we're given the gift of supernatural life. So this whole idea, the Trinity is the uh, creator and the Trinity is the giver of life. You hear it in the creed, the Lord, the giver of life. We get all of this from the Trinity. And then life in the present, life in the present. Well, that at baptism, when the Holy Trinity comes into us, and the Holy Trinity moves inside of each person, we each become a, a walking temple of God. The Trinity moves in. And when the Trinity comes to live inside of us at baptism, the Trinity is just bringing gifts, sheer gifts. Again, that gift of life. So we are getting from the Trinity that gift of supernatural life in our baptism. And with that comes all of these gifts. And the first gift, the first series of gifts that come to us are the gifts that make us holy that make us into saints. That's all by the power of God. We are changed. We are made into that likeness of God, those gifts of grace. And they also come through the sacraments. When we receive Holy Communion, we're being made holy by what we receive. And we're being made holy by the gifts of the Trinity dwelling within us. And the second kind of gifts that the Trinity gives us are for the mission that we have to do on this earth. We're all sent here for a purpose and for a mission from God. And so the Trinity gives us those gifts that we need, those gifts, for example, of hospitality, encouragement, evangelization, the gift of praying for others, the gift of worshiping God here at the Mass today. These gifts are given to us by the Trinity as well. And because Jesus has redeemed us, you know, through this passion, death, and resurrection, he has given us this capability of having the supernatural life we have been given this gift of the supernatural life. Okay, life in the future. So in the future, our biological life is going to end. It's called death. When, when our biological life leaves our body, we are separated from our body, that is death. But we still have that gift of supernatural life, which lives forever. And everyone who chooses to be with Jesus and to, and to accept that supernatural gift of life will be with him forever. Because it's a, it's a matter of, of choice. Because God is love. And if you're going to love, you have to have a choice. Love has to have free will. So he has given everybody on earth this choice to love him or to not love him. And the ones that don't want to be with him don't want to choose the supernatural life. He's made a place for them as well to be a place that's separate from God so they can go and not be with him. You know, that's called, we call that hell right now at our time. He made a place for people to go that don't want to be with him. But the ones that choose God and choose to be with him and choose this indwelling Trinity and the gifts of the Trinity and the things that God has given us, he has given this idea of being in union with him forever until, until Jesus comes back. When Jesus returns to the earth and he comes back, we're all going to come back with him from heaven. He's going to open every grave around the world, every cemetery. The sea will give up her dead, 
and then we get our biological life back again, but we'll never die. We get our biological bodies back, but they're going to be they're going to be rebooted or souped up. <laughs> it's going to be the same body, but it's going to be one that will never get sick and one that will never die, and we will never sin again, and we will be living, and Jesus will recreate a new heaven and a new earth, and we will all live together. Those who choose it will live together forever on this new heaven and new earth. That's the life of the future, the supernatural life that God has given us. That's what the Trinity is doing in our life. So how do, we, um, how do we tune into that, or how do we hold on to that? Because we can get lost in life, isn't that? We can get distracted. We can, get, we can forget about God. So how do we keep this idea of the Trinity right in our life? Well, first, try to train yourself to see the Trinity everywhere. You know, to see the symbols everywhere of the Holy Trinity. Things are in three. So if you see something that's alive, like a tree. Look at a tree. So, okay, that's, hey, that was God's idea, that tree. God made that tree. And that tree's alive. And that tree's doing what it's supposed to do. That tree is doing what God ordered it to do. It's growing straight and tall, and it's putting roots in the ground. There's the Trinity at work. So try to train, for example, so try to train yourself to see how is the Trinity working in the world. And try to think, and train yourself to think about how the Trinity is working in your neighbor, in the mass, in your prayer, all these different ways the Trinity is working in the world. And then, of course, we have these beautiful prayers for the Trinity, and don't let them go by without really thinking about what you're saying. For example, when we make the sign of the cross, you know, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, you can seal yourself right in the Trinity. I belong to the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Jesus Father, Son, and Spirit, I belong to you. You're mine. Or when we say this beautiful glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Think about what that word even glory means. It means we're, we're recognizing God's presence in the world, either his beauty, his truth, or his goodness. We are seeing that right now at this moment, and we're giving God praise for that. And finally, dear friends, we want to unite ourselves to the Trinity and to the work of the Trinity in the world. This is what grace really is. Grace is we get to share in the love of the Trinity, the life of the Trinity, and the work of the Trinity. But we have to desire that and want it and pray for it and ask God for it on a daily basis. Lord, can I unite myself to the Holy Trinity today? and the work of the Trinity and all that the Trinity has in store for me.